Hey, what's up, everybody, and thank you for hitting the play button on the Derek Diamond Experience. And thank you to those who listen every single Thursday on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and ddepodcast.com. This week, you'll be hearing my conversation with legendary voice actor Jim Cummings. But first, I want to tell you about a great album by my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. It's called Murder Mystery Night and features 10 original tracks, including their single Carne Asada, and Twin Peaks, which is also the theme song of the Derek Diamond Experience. You can find Murder Mystery Night on iTunes, Amazon, Google Music, and Spotify. And if you want to follow them on social media, just find them on Facebook, search for the Unicorn Wranglers, and they're also on Instagram and Twitter, at Wranglers. That's at U-W-R-A-N-G-L-E-R-S. Welcome to episode number 73 of the Derek Diamond Experience for the week of September 24th, 2015. As always, I am coming to you from the Gulf Coast of Pensacola, Florida. As you heard at the top of the show, you'll be hearing my conversation this week with legendary voice actor Jim Cummings. And my idea for getting this interview all stemmed from him being announced as a guest at Pensacon. And for those who may not be from Pensacola and are wondering what Pensacon is, it's our version of Comic-Con, basically. It's a convention held in February every year. It started two years ago, and since then it's just blown up into this massive success. And it's made so much money for the community and made so many people happy. Getting to dress up as their favorite characters, meet some of their favorite actors, actresses, getting to do costume contests. There's so many things to do at Pensacon, and if you're in Pensacola and you haven't been yet, you really need to go this year, and you definitely need to check out their guest list. But as I said, my idea for getting this interview all stemmed from him being announced at Pensacon. And I knew that he was the voice of Darkwing Duck and Dr. Robotnik, who is one of my favorite villains of all time. He's the villain from Sonic the Hedgehog, and that was one of my favorite cartoons to watch growing up. But I didn't really know the full extent of his career until I read his description on the Pensacon Facebook page and then from there I went to his IMDB page and his resume is just unbelievable. He's done the voice for so many iconic characters. Chances are if you watched a Disney cartoon in the 90s you heard his voice at some point in time. Not only was he the voice of Darkwing Duck and Dr. Robotnik, he was the voice of Pete, Tigger, Winnie the Pooh, Don Carnage from Tailspin, Tasmanian Devil, Cat from Cat Dog, so many iconic characters, and it's amazing to really think about the career this guy has had. But I was able to set up an interview with him, and he was very, very nice. And it was cool getting to learn about him growing up in Ohio, what made him want to get into voice acting, living in New Orleans, working on ships, working on Mardi Gras floats, and you know, all these things that you never expect to find out until you do these interviews. But like I said, it was really cool getting to learn more about him, and I can't wait to meet him in person at Pensacon. And I will say, from a personal standpoint, this has been the only interview where I have totally geeked out on air. And I was actually going to take it out of the interview, but everyone wanted me to leave it in, so that's what I'm going to do. So without further ado, here is my interview with Jim Cummings. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Derek Diamond Experience here with my very special guest this week. He is known for so many voices from the 90s, Darkwing Duck, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Dr. Robotnik. I could go on forever. I'm joined along with voice actor Jim Cummings. Jim, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. So glad to be here. Hi, Derek. How goes it? It's going well. It's going very well. As we were saying earlier, I've got the day off from work, so I can't really complain too much. Uh, there you go. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Take it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, first thing I wanted to ask you, uh, you were recently at the D23 Expo, and a lot of big news stories came out of that. But wh I know you were actually part of a panel for the 20-year anniversary of one of my personal favorite Disney movies, a goofy movie. Yes, so, indeed. So how how was D23, and what exactly did you do at the Goofy movie panel? Oh, well, gosh, uh, well, uh, that's a heck of a lot to recount, but it, D23 was amazing. I've never been before, so I, I had a ball, and, uh, you know, because I'm as much a fan as I am anything else. But, uh, uh, you know, it was just, it was great because I, I, uh, I, I think you know, the way Disney did it, even though it wasn't an official Disney event, et cetera, et cetera, it was so well done and it was so well appointed, the displays, the artwork, the, you know, the beautiful way they, they had the archives uh, situated and just, I mean, the layout, I mean, everything, everything, even even to the food trucks that were lined up outside, they were all pretty good too. Uh, and it was just amazing. And the, the panel itself was uh was beyond incredible. Jen Farmer, Bill Bill Farmer, Goofy, uh, his wife Jen, put it up. She produced it, and it was uh, and it included Don Hahn uh, of Lion King and Beauty and the Beast and Maleficent fame. He's a Disney rock star, and uh, he he narrated and Jim Magon, who was the wrote just about a, a million shows over the Disney course of the Disney afternoon years, and and including the screenplay for Goofy movie. Uh, he was there, and uh, of course, Bill Farmer, naturally Goofy, Rob Paulson, who played PJ, and uh, Jason Marsden, who was Goofy's son Max, and Jenna Van Oy, who was uh, the semi-love interest <laughs> in the in the movie. And uh, it was just a gas, you know. We we relived our stories of um, you know recordings and uh, you know all the all the craziness because we we'd record a bunch, then they'd go back and then redo it. And then, but it's that way with everything. You know, uh, we do it and redo it until it's incredibly bodacious, and uh, <laughs> and then we're done with it. And we just relived all those moments. And what was great was um, uh, at the time, uh, for some reason or another, and I, and it's really a mystery as to why they did it after you hear Jason perform, because uh, Jason got up and sang a song, uh, the, the the father and son song uh, on the open road with uh with bill and in the movie they had a stunt singer and it was actually a friend of jason's uh who called him up one day and said man dude i gotta i get to sing a song in this cool movie uh it's coming up it's gonna be an anime i guess the guy who the actor who's doing the regular role doesn't sing he stinks so i'm gonna do it and he goes oh gee what is it he goes i think it's uh i'm gonna be goofy's son Matt. and he goes oh that's great you know, so, unknowingly, his friends calling him up to brag about getting a job replacing him. But uh, so as a result, all these years later, apparently, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they rehearsed it once or twice. He and Bill stood up and basically karaoke'd it 
for everybody oh, wow. live right there at the right there at the panel and nailed it to the wall. You know, it was it was great. It was killer. And then uh, so that was an, ama- an amazing thing all by itself. And uh, you know, uh, next thing you know, they 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 people were we were focusing on the music and uh, there was the power line concert at the end of the the goofy movie mm-hmm. and uh, that was done by um power line was tevin campbell an actual pop star of the the day and he as it happens is kind of doing a, a restart a kickstart to his re restarting his rebooting his career and that coincided perfectly because he came and then he karaoke his song at the end of the movie eye for an eye and it was uh it was he just brought down the house you know he came out and did it live and there was choreography there were dancers all around there was a light show and it just closed with sheer insanity and uh you know it was amazing we couldn't even leave the venue because people were going to just ripping on us they were trying to I had my shirt pulled almost off and i was like wow we we better go hide it was like all of a sudden we were in <laughs> we were in a goofy frenzy it was great you know it was amazing so it was a, a very, very, very rewarding experience, and everybody, you know, from from social media and the the Twitter net and every, you know, they were just on fire for it. And, um, and Kevin, I guess his song was trending there for a while. So it was amazing. That's fantastic. Because I, I was actually having a conversation the other day about uh, with some friends of mine about our favorite Disney songs and. Eye to mm-hmm. Eye is is one of my favorites, just because it, it's so catchy and the concert mm-hmm. is so memorable. And it's but that's awesome that he did that. Oh, it was great! It was amazing. You know, it was one of those moments. Oh, absolutely! And it's on uh, it's on YouTube, so you can go and you know uh, relive the splendor. <laughs> oh, I'll have to check that out when we're done. In so, fact, I just heard that um, something else is popping back up again because George Takei. Is uh, it's something I got? I must have done this a year and a half ago with Lauren Velez, a voice actress, and we were at a, a con, a Comic Con, and uh, and uh, you know we do these occasionally. They'll have us do uh, Jefferson Inney uh, is the guy who uh, I think kind of invented this, but it was taking popular cartoon characters and having them read very popular movie scripts that everybody's already familiar with, but you know instead of having um, you know, have uh, uh, Indiana Jones be uh, Pinky and uh, Sean Connery from Indiana Jones be the brain or, you know what I mean? Uh, just And it's just wrong because, you you know, you can picture it in your head. And, of course, what we did was a reading from Star Wars and uh, Lauren was uh, uh, Princess Leia and a few of the other characters and uh, Tigger was the Emperor and Pooh was Darth Vader. So, it, it you know, speaking of trending, it's one of those things that it's, I guess it's popping around again, and George Takei has decided he's going to uh, throw it out there. And uh, it's just funny the way these things—I guess they go viral, or—and and I have no. How, how do you know, right? It's just something strikes their fancy, and there it is. But um, there's a lot going on out there, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you never—you <laughs> never know when things like that are just going to explode and go crazy. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Oh, absolutely. So where exactly are you originally from? I know you're in California now. Are you from California? No, I was born in Youngstown, Ohio. Okay. My story began in Youngstown, as they say. <laughs> and what what was it that made you yeah. want to move to California and get into acting? Youngstown. 
<laughs> no, Youngstown made me want to do that. Oh, okay. No, uh, okay. That was, <laughs> I was going for a joke. It, uh, <laughs> no, I, I always was. Uh, you know, I was always a, in, in plays as a kid, and I was always, uh, in fact, Eddie O'Neill from Modern Family and Married with Children, he was, uh, he was a senior in high school when I was in sixth grade, and we both made our television debut in the Catholic school story on uh, Channel 27 local uh local television and it was uh it was just a lot of fun and uh so i you know that bug kind of bit me early and i was always the kid in class making the funny voices and everything and i was always in bands and i uh you know i was a singer forever i mean i was the lead singer for the california raisins i still sing all the time you know for all my characters obviously and uh, right right you know it's just a it's a great uh great gig I, I knew i always wanted to do something i saw mel blank on tv and paul winchell on tv and i thought these guys are getting paid to do stuff i get kicked out of class for <laughs> you know so i'm gonna i'm gonna i think i'll get kicked out of class and go hang out with them and, <laughs> and it works so so here we are right yeah absolutely monkey and- hour paid off <laughs> <laughs> so what how old were you when you moved to california and you decided that this is something that i'm going to pursue yeah late 20s probably about uh, 20 28 or so yeah and I'd, I'd lived in new orleans for basically you know the 70s and uh oh wow uh, with the singer of the rock and roll band there and i designed mardi gras floats and painted mardi gras floats and you know played in uh uh I was a drummer on, on Bourbon Street and uh, just uh, a deckhand on Riverboats, river which is where I, I was able to hear and perfect that Cajun accent because I had no choice. I was just living you you were know, around you it so for, much. on the boat. On Yeah, you're out there for a month at a time, and everybody else is uh, you know, from Louisiana, and, and tons of Cajuns are, are on those jobs. So I became very familiar and very fond of the, fond of the culture and uh, familiar with it and, and the food and everything. And I just... Uh, which is why I was so happy to be in Princess and the Frog because it incorporated everything, you know, my all the great music of New Orleans and uh, even the food. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you know, I was all about it. Yeah, I, I haven't been to New Orleans in years, but I love it. I love the culture, love the food, sure, and e- everything about it is is it's just a fun environment. And I, I had mm-hmm. no idea. Do you do you still play drums? Oh yeah. Oh, oh cool. yeah, all the Very time. Cool. I mean, just around the house. You know, I don't, I don't play out anymore. I, you know, I don't have the time. Plus, I've got my my two little ones. They're, uh, they they keep daddy busy. Uh, you know, Lulu and Gracie. They're in grade school, so. Oh, very cool, very cool. Yeah, my yeah. I have a, a cousin who last week started her first week of pre-K. So. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. So I, I I understand how it is. Now, how how did you you know you move out to California and you how do you get your foot in the door when it came to your voice acting? Well, you know, I, I the first thing you do if you're going to be a voice actor is you make a demo tape of your strengths, and I just uh, basically did that. I made it all up, I wrote it all down, and uh, turned it into um, my first demo, and uh, I gave it to a customer that I had in my video store where I worked in Anaheim Hills, and he was a producer and he knew people blah 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 so we handed it off to uh a friend of his don bluth who was a great for secret of nim last unicorn he was mm-hmm. former disney animator great guy and uh uh he called me up and said wow i just heard your tape and you don't stink but uh you don't suck but 
we're not, I'm not doing anything right now but video games, laser tag and laser games. And I said, oh, okay. He said, oh, well, I'll hold on to it, though, and pass it along. I figured, well, okay, if you say so. <laughs> and he actually did that, and um, which was kind of great. And um, he, he gave it to Frank Brandt over at uh, Left Coast Productions, and he called me up and he said, well, we're getting ready to do a bunch of shows here for this new TV thing called the Disney Channel, and, um, which I understand is still going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, he said, would you like to audition? So I did, and I got that job and that lasted a year and a half, uh, because we did, uh, like 120 shows of Dumbo Circus. I was lying on the line. And so at that point I, I thought, gosh, you know, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm making like 250 bucks a week more in eight hours than I was in 60, uh, at the video store. So I think I'm going to do this now. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't sound like too hard of a choice. No, no. So there, that was it, you know, and, and the rest is mystery. And since you started working at Disney, you know, you've had so many memorable roles that you've done. You know, Darkwing Duck, Winnie the Pooh, uh, Tigger, Don Carnage from Tailspin. What, if someone's passing by you on the street, like what, what role do you get most recognized from? Oh boy, um, it depends on uh, you know they they come and go, uh, uh, which is sounds weird, but um, either Pooh or Tigger or Darkwing. Um, you know, I, I very rare. Uh, well, I, I guess now I think with social media, people actually kind of do recognize me. I was on the Craig Ferguson show a couple of years ago, uh, and um, I, I don't know. It's you know I don't seek to be recognized. You know, just walking down the street, but it happens eh, maybe every every other month once or twice and then uh, the other day I was buying my phone I was getting an iPhone and uh, the guy's there and he's like 32 and he's he's uh, he, he, I hadn't even I, all I did was say hello and this and that and, and uh, I want to get a phone I want to trade this in and he goes I so know who you are dude <laughs> and I said what he goes I, dude I so I cannot believe I'm like selling you an iPhone dude and I said well I, I want an upgrade <laughs> and he, he goes yeah I know but you're like a totally an upgrade for me, and I said, "Oh God, here we go." You know, and he was very sweet. He was, and I said, "Well, thanks, man." He goes, "I totally know who you are, Mr. Cummings," and I said, "Oh, well, thanks. You know, you can just call me Jim. It's fine." <laughs> you know? So, and I said, "How? I can't believe because I used to have a mustache for like 40 years, and I shaved it off a couple years ago." And um, he said, "No, I saw you on YouTube, dude." And I totally, when you started talking, I was thinking, "Whoa, is this Darkwing?" <laughs> And, and I, I said, I sound like Darkwing Duck now? He goes, well, not, yeah, man, you really do. <laughs> I said, wow, okay. Well, I don't think I do. How about now, citizen? Launchpad, get over here. Now I sound like Darkwing Duck. But I don't think I did before. But um, uh, you know what? As long as it kept him happy. And it, and it was funny. He was, I, was, I was dude about 12 times in a row. Uh, that's, that's awesome. I, I, I was, I was curious, you know, because I, I, I've talked to, you know, a few different celebrities at different conventions and everything. And I wondered if they ever had any experiences like that, but that's, that's awesome. But you, you totally, you know, probably made that guy's day. You probably made his year. Well, he made mine too. It was mutual. So that's good. I'm glad. Uh, a question yeah. I'm I'm curious to to wonder. You were actually the voice of the villain of one of my favorite cartoons growing up, Sonic the Hedgehog. 
You were the voice of oh, Doctor yeah. Robotnik, and I yes, like yes. <laughs> you must be a friend of Snively's. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. But <laughs> but uh, how, how did you get that role? Because I like it was one of those things. It's based off a video game. I love the games. Right. You know, I I read the comic books, and the cartoon was based off the comic book. So there were so many different characters. But how how did yeah. you how did you get that role? Well, you know, it's funny they they did one in Canada, uh, which was because the Canadian government underwrote it or something, and it was someone else, and it was Jaleel White who was Sonic, uh, and everybody else was from Canada. And I I hate to say this because it sounds like I'm disparaging, but I wasn't crazy about that one. I didn't I didn't like it was a little too splat and run a little too. You know, it didn't right. have enough uh, gland. But uh, uh, for lack of a better word, actually, there probably are tons of better words, but I just like the word gland. Um, and, and it didn't have enough for me. But uh, I was the one that, that was on ABC. I think we did like two, two and a half seasons. It wasn't, you know. But boy, oh boy, people were really knocked out by it. They still remember it. And it's, uh, you know, he's a Robotnik is, uh, what can I say? He's a fave. You know, he's a fan fave. And he is. so, um, I, uh, yeah, it's funny, you know, bad guys get get attention too. I sang Be Prepared uh, in Lion King as Scar, and I sang uh, In the Dark of the Night for Christopher Lloyd as uh, as Rasputin. And boy, everybody loves the bad guy songs, <laughs> even. You know, bad guys have their own appeal, I guess. But uh, that, That's true. And of course, Pete's the, Pete's the original bad guy. Uh, he mm-hmm. was in Steamboat Willie with Mickey, and I'm also Pete. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I think you know you do one Winnie the Pooh, and you 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 can have free five free bad guys and still break even oh, on yeah. the good to bad scale. You know what I mean? Pooh negates five bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I was actually so I, I actually yeah. wanted to ask you about that uh, that you sang part of the song "Be Prepared," and Jeremy Irons did the voice of Scar. So, what happened that caused you to have yeah. to sing part well, of the song? He, yeah. I ended up, oh, I looped about six or eight lines in the movie. I'm not there to blah, 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 the other shallow end of the gene pool. I did any number of those lines. But, um, yeah, Jeremy just, I guess he's just not a singer. And, uh, I mean, he never even uh, made it to the point. I mean, he never even said the words, be prepared, put it that way. Um, you know, at the very beginning when he, when he no, I'm the king. It was, you know, I know that your power's up for ten shots, and that, that's that's Jeremy. And I forget where I come in, so I, I kind of got that job. They knew that I was there because I did. Uh, I jokingly refer to myself as a stunt singer, and my good friend Jess Arnell, who everybody knows and loves, who is so amazing, one of Earth's more talented humans, uh, as far as voices, but definitely as far as his singing, also. Uh, and he's got an incredible mashup band called Rock Sugar. You guys have to check it out, Rock Sugar. Follow them on YouTube and Twitter and everything else. They're amazing. Well, Jess sang for Nathan Lane, and I sang for Ernie Sabella as Timon and Pumbaa. And uh, because uh, they, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, actors can't sing and singers can't act, and I can't do either, so they let me do both. <laughs> and and uh, so so I uh, ended up singing Hakuna Matata. And the idea was that we, you know, when you get people who are not musicians in the studio, it's so, 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 so much harder. And I've done this, I know, to get a song out of them, basically. You know, they're not singers. They're actors. They're great actors. They're very, very talented. They're just not singers. I mean, you know, this and that. I mean, I can't play violin, right? Hey, we all have, you know. So 
they said, let's get Jim and Jess. Jim will be Pumbaa, Jess will be Timon, and we'll get them to sing Hakuna Matata. Then we'll send them each a cassette, and Ernie and Nathan could ride around in their car for a month. By the time they get here, they'll know it as well as they do Happy Birthday, because they've heard it a million times, you know? Right. So we did that, and we're working our way through the song. And I remember Roger Allers or one of the guys goes, oh, man, I don't know. And Tim Rice wasn't there, the lyricist. Um, and he says, I don't know, everything's like, oh, when I was a kid, it was rough. We had it tough. You have it easy, blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, God, yeah, my dad used to do that. Everyone's dad did that. I had to walk uphill both ways through snow to go to school. How could you walk uphill both ways, Dad? It was tough. <laughs> you know, and it, you know, it's that kind of thing. And I said, yeah, nobody likes to hear that. And I said, well, wait a minute. This, this guy's a warthog, and doesn't he have flatulence problems? They go, yeah. And I go, ooh, roll the tape. So I gave Jess some lyrics. I went over and whispered some stuff in his ear. And we went back, and um, it was the, I basically wrote the fart verse. Thank you very much. Oh, the shame, oh, the shame, what's in a name, what's in a name, and I got downhearted every time that I, boom, but not in front of the kids, sorry, Hakuna Matata, then you back into the song. Well, I wrote that, and they kept it, and so, which is amazing, and yes, I should be having a, a large check in the mail, but somehow I missed it. But um, <laughs> anyway, the uh, the thing is, uh, they they knew that I was a singer, and they said, well, geez, you know, Jim was in the other, let's go and sing for Jeremy. So I went in, and it was a pretty good match, and nobody knew. Jeffrey Katzenberg wasn't, uh, wasn't told until the premiere. That oh, he wow. Thought it was Jer yeah, he thought it was Jeremy the whole time. Because if we, they'd have told him, he'd have, they, he would have found something wrong with it. But they told him, well, what do you think of Jeremy singing the song? And he said, that's amazing. I love it. I, it's amazing. I, fantastic. It's great. You know, so it's good? Yeah, okay, good. Okay, it was Jim Cummings. What? You know, <laughs> they got him. <laughs> Yeah, so it was kind of cool. Yeah, I, up until someone told me, I had no idea that it was someone different singing the song. Like, there's to me no differences between you and Jeremy Irons. So that, well, that, that was great. That's what, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was great. Now, do you currently still do uh, voice acting? Of course. Yeah. And what yeah, what are I'm, what are some of your current roles? Oh, geez. Uh, well, there's four or five movies that are not even out yet, so that's pretty current. Uh, it's actually in the future. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we are doing Sophia the First. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, what else? Uh, Pen Zero, uh, in and out of... Uh, there's a brand new one coming out called Sophie or uh, Goldie and Bear, Goldie and Little Bear. Uh, tons of Transformers. I'm clamped down. Uh, oh, my gosh. There are... Uh, I did a bunch of Puss in Boots, uh, some Breadwinners. Um, God, you know, whenever I start, I end up forgetting a few. Oh, a lot of Mickey Mouse. And we're doing uh, Mickey's Roadster Racers, which is going to be really cool. Um, uh, and that that's happening. And, uh, of course, I'm sure you've heard of Star Wars Rebels and uh, Star mm -hmm. Wars Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. uh, Hondo Onaka. Oh, cool. Coming back to a TV near you. Yes. And, uh, gosh, Charming. Um is coming out. I'm uh, King Charming in that one uh, with uh, Demi Lovato, April Levine, um, uh, Ashley Tisdale, Wilmer Valderrama, John Cleese, and then another movie with Will Fort and John Leguizamo and John Cleese called uh, Get Squirrely. Uh, another one uh, with Joe Pesci, Sharon Stone, a bunch of people, uh, Mila Jovovich uh, called uh, Saba. 
part of a warrior, and then there's a couple that they don't have the names for. So, uh, no, I'm retired. (laughs) (laughs) But boy, I'm busy. (laughs) uh, I I totally understand. No. Out of uh, of all the voice, you know, out of all the characters that you've done voices for, do you have a, a certain favorite? That you've done, or do you? No, I've got like five. Five. Uh, there are too many. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, Pooh and Tigger are in their own sort of world. You know, they're they're uh, they're, they're in their own category. But um, you know, then then you then there's Darkwing, and I got to tell you, Honda Onaka is way up there, and certainly um, uh, Ray from Princess and the Frog is is one of my all time favorites. You know. Uh, Mm-hmm. He just really touched my heart. So, yeah, there's a few. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Problem is, I have too many. I mean, King Louis was like a an, a, a celebration in my life when I I, I ended up uh, getting the blessing to become King Louis. I thought, oh my gosh, I died and gone to heaven. That that's another so, one of yeah. my favorite Disney songs too. Is I want to be like you. It, it's oh just, yeah, well it's, they they're it's coming to. Uh, we just did a, a brand new version, sort of a Bollywood version, that's going to uh, uh, Hong Kong Disney, uh, I think, yeah, or Shanghai, no, Hong Kong. It's uh, it's kind of exciting. Great, great. And that's it's awesome. a live show. It's going to be a live show too, and so and then then it's going to be on the Disney Cruise Lines even. So it's kind of interesting. I'm I'm very very happy. I lo- I love it. You know. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, something that I also wanted to ask you about uh, in closing, I know you you do conventions. Uh, Do you have Mm -hmm. any coming up? And I know one that I especially wanted to get to was Pensacon, because I'm from Pensacola, and you're you're slated to come to Pensacola in February. And I've got to ask, have you ever been to Pensacola before? Uh, Yes, I have. Oh, cool. Yes, I have. I've been to Pensacola a few times. I used to play there when I was – when I uh, was in a rock and roll band. And uh, so, yeah, I've, I've had a good time at Pensacola. And I'm going to have another good time at Pensacola coming up, looks like, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the the downtown area has changed a whole lot, and there's you know a lot of new restaurants, a lot of new things to do. So you'll, oh, yeah. You'll you'll have some, some fun places to go to. Oh, yeah, sounds good. And do you have any other uh, upcoming projects or appearances that you'd like to plug? Well, well, yeah, SAC Anime. I'm going to uh, Sacramento Anime Contest uh, co- Convention, and also, uh, let's see, Wizard World coming up in Nashville very soon. So uh, that's uh, a couple weeks, I think, in 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 November or October. Eh, no, make that uh, September. But yeah, coming to a town near you. So come on down and say hi. Very cool. Well, Jim, thank you very much for taking the time to do the interview. This was great. Absolutely. My pleasure. Well, Derek, you guys have a good time out there. And uh, you got to come in and stop in and say hello to me at Pensacon, won't you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, Godspeed, everybody out there. Keep the faith. Say your prayers. Take your vitamins. And stay tuned. T-O-O-N-E-D. And Derek is the terror that flaps in the night. He may end up being the next launch pad. You never know. Just crazy enough to work. (laughs) See you later, pal. My thanks again to the legendary Jim Cummings for taking time out of his very busy schedule to talk with me for a few minutes about his iconic career. I I can't say enough good things about him. He was so incredibly nice, 
so many great roles and even getting to hear some of his voices during the interview. I, as you can tell, I was geeking out over the whole thing. I'm not going to lie. And don't forget, you can find past episodes of this show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or if you want to stream them directly from the website, just go to ddepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. And we're on Twitter at DDE underscore podcast. And that's all I've got. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to an amazing episode of The Derek Diamond Experience. I'm your host, Derek Diamond. And we'll see you guys next Thursday. Thursday.